It's podcast number five with Wesley. And Jen. And we're doing an interview with Heather Ferrier this time. Which was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. We netted for over an hour. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to chop bits out. <laughs> I mean, it was, just, it was just so engaging and really nice to talk to. So the edited podcast is still quite long. Yeah. So I would definitely either get a cuppa or get ready for that walk that you were about to go on. Yeah. Whatever you do when you listen to your podcast, I don't know. Thank you ever so much for returning and listening to another one of our podcasts. And um, here we go, shall we just go straight into it? Just go in. What's going on in Heatherwell? Oh, um, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I mean, just like getting ready for the tour, really. That's kind of my main thing that I'm doing at the moment. So it starts two weeks on Friday. So yeah, just kind of like doing a lot of a lot of that at the moment. Yeah, because I thought we were the first gig of the year. And then I suddenly see a sneaky one coming in on the first one. Yeah, right there, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, hey, come on, <laughs> we were the first one. Well, it's just, it's a, a warm-up. So that the gigs that we do for you are like the... Uh, are the other ones, yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. You should work for marketing. Um so yeah, so we are we're starting in Bristol and then um we have our three gigs with you and then we are going to London after that. Um and then coming back up having a few days off and then we are finishing in Newcastle, which is where we all live. So me and the van. Excellent. Cool. So you're in Newcastle now? Yes, I am, yes. So uh, when you warm up for a tour, you obviously don't just, like most people, have to warm up one thing. You do warming up with your dancing as well as your accordion playing. Yes. So you double warming up. Yes, yes. Um, that's kind of the other thing that I am doing at the moment. I've kind of like, I got some funding to do like some rehearsals for like a new dance project, which has been like really exciting. Like, I think COVID and then after COVID was quite hard, I think, particularly for dancers, especially if you didn't have anywhere to practice because, like, yeah. you're at home, like, it's not really, like, suitable. Obviously, club dancing is quite loud, so it's, like, not ideal. So, like, I feel I've had quite a big, I keep calling it kind of like a hiatus to try and make it sound, like, cooler than it actually is. But, like, <laughs> you know, so I've kind of had a bit of a hiatus from it for a few years and I kind of like I'm, I've missed it in a way like I'm, I'm quite happy with the I've been happy with the break um but I, I've kind of get it was kind of gets to that point where you kind of like miss it so so you're quite serious into club dancing at one point then yeah yes I yes I love I love club dancing so much um and I think it's and I think as I kind of because I, I started learning like accordion and club dancing together at the same time when I was a kid and I think like logging always kind of came to me a bit more naturally than playing the accordion did. Felt more natural, I think. It's always been quite, e I found it quite easy. <laughs> like, obviously it's hard, but like it, you know, it naturally fell to it more. So I just love it. Like, I love it. I love being loud. I was really enjoying watching the, your metronome practice. It yeah. never, never considered before that that was something that you might have to do. But actually, yeah, just doing the clogging to the different speeds of the metronome, it's fantastic. It's quite mesmerising to watch. Yeah, it's it's so like, I quite enjoy doing them. Partly just from like a kind of like, it's obviously I do it a lot for like stamina testing and all that sort of stuff and speed testing, accuracy and all that kind of 
nerdy stuff but like it is very interesting like seeing how how what speeds you actually like settle on and you you're quite comfortable on and then you can like get to one speed and it's like you just like cannot get on it at all and then the next one even though it might be faster is fine like it's so weird like what your body's like used to what it's happy with doing yeah it's a weird thing actually because it's my my base teacher tries to get me to do the same thing he always says when you get stuck on something go faster then come back to it uh-huh. and then you'll just feel like you can just like your body do you just naturally get into it but i don't know if that would be the same with clock dancing it's, it's a lot more going on yeah 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 definitely definitely and i think it is and it's also that thing of like it is just like so loud as well like i think you you kind of it's not until you've recorded it and go back on it sometimes that you actually like realize what you're doing especially when you're in like a because i'm I'm rehearsing like a proper dance studio which is really nice because like the floors are like nice yeah like very sprung and lovely um you know save my knees a bit and all that kind of stuff um but it is just so loud because it's so echoey because it's not just they're not designed for clock dancing (laughs) like so so when you come out on tour and you do that do you bring a little bit of floor or do you just because we we saw you um doing that that at cambridge Folk festival and at the manchester um Mm -hmm. folk expo and yeah is did you have to have like a special bit on the stage or did you just do that on what was there um I uh, so I had well so for Cambridge it was a bit of a a bit of a funny one because it was like we kind of got there and like I'd said to them like if you need us to bring anything we can bring it just let us know like and then we got and they hadn't said anything so I was like well obviously it's fine like it'll be fine (laughs) and then kind of got there and they were like oh the stage is carpet and I was like great that's excellent (laughs) so then like yeah so then it was just like this is like sort of 15 minutes before we, we went on and it was like Tom, Tom Bestford was just like right I'm gonna make this my problem and I'm gonna go find a board <laughs> and like, like him Alistair and Adam who were who were in the band they like went and found this board like just like it was so yeah so that was yeah so we had boards and then for Manchester I think we also had a board it kind of depends what the venue prefer yeah like because sometimes they don't they don't want it to damage the floor and particularly like with stages you know, like when stages have that like black when they're all they painted black, yeah, and yeah. I mean it just like it ruins the bottom of your shoes for a start. But it's like, um, you know, sometimes they don't want it messing it up and all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So usually have a board, um, unless it's like a proper dance project, in which case I like having the space sort of thing. Amazing. So I wondered how long it would be before we got Tom Tom Bestford got his name drop. <laughs> Because Tom's been mentioning every single podcast. Yeah. Hi, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. a legend that is Tom. <laughs> You're going to have to make him his own jingle for the, like, Tom, like, alert. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. really, really good idea. Okay, insert Tom jingle here. Tom. So tell us about your uh, how you got to know Tom then and the English Folk Expo and the mentorship program. I like applied for it and kind of didn't really expect to get it. Like I thought, like and I know most people say that, but like I think from seeing like some of the people that they had before who were all like totally amazing, but like not a lot of them were like solely instrumentalist so I was very much like I'm probably not going to get it I'm probably not like the kind of what they were looking for for that particular scheme um so I was kind of just like well I'll apply for it because like you've got to be in it to win it aren't you so like absolutely um and then like I I mean I don't know (laughs) it's kind of quite funny like I was at the uh, a pub called the Cumberland Arms in Newcastle which is like one of the main like 
um like folky pubs in Newcastle and I was there and they had like a gig on and um, like an afternoon gig and uh Tom Tom was there doing rapper dancing with the Newcastle Kingsmen and uh I was like I hadn't I'd never met him before that I can right. remember but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I hadn't really met him before and like I was leaving and um I heard like my name like hello hello and then turn around and he's like oh hi I'm Tom um I just wanted to let you know I am I am gonna ring you tomorrow, but I just thought because you're here, I'm just gonna tell you that you've you've got onto the mentoring scheme. Like amazing. Uh, so it was, I was well, kind of end of the yeah. Evening. So I was kind of like walking home, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." So like I got like got myself a pizza hut to celebrate, and like it was great. Like um, so yeah. So like I've been obviously did the like finished the mentoring scheme in October, just gone. Um, and yeah, it's been great. Like I think like like I said before, like it is like. I wasn't expecting to get it and because that because I hadn't really been many instrumentalists done that had done it before and no clog dancers has done it before either. No. So like <laughs> I just really wasn't expecting it. So it was kind of like nice to like be there and like kind of like fly in the flag, I guess, for like English like kind of English instrumental music if you like. Um because I think sometimes it doesn't it doesn't sometimes get as much like showcase as like maybe like in like Scotland. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. instrumental trad is such a massive thing there. I think in England sometimes it can be not as much. So it was, okay. yeah, it yeah. was nice. It was nice to kind of like to have that opportunity to do that, and for clogging as well. Like, I think since COVID, I think you see there's a lot less dance on like a professional level. Like, obviously Hannah James had like Jigdoll, which was like so unbelievably amazing for like traditional percussive dance, um, and like loads of like the like the Demon Barbers and all those sorts of people. So like it was. It's nice to like have that platform to like promote like I guess more of the traditional elements. Not that I would ever class myself as being traditional, but like I guess the elements are rooted in that deep tradition. So yes, you were saying about um being instrumental music, listening to it, there's such a story arc that comes through it, you can feel it. I mean it's it's got almost uh, quite a psychedelic, almost trance like feel of some some mm. of your pieces, like circles and things like that. But I mean what are your influences coming through? Because you, you say I think I kind of agree with you. You've got that real um, traditional element, but you're definitely not, I would call, traditional in what you do. So, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, it's it's funny to say, because I'm totally not, but I think, like, I, like yeah, I'm definitely not a, tra- like, traddy. Like, definitely I mean, it's not. more craggy, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess it's more like, the I guess the writing stems from, like, traditional elements, and then it kind of, takes its own thing I, I don't know like I, I think I'm just very influenced by like good tune writing like I really love like just a good a good melody and I think like like a lot of like northwest music like I just love a lot of the like old three two hornpipes and all that sort of stuff where they like they don't sa- they don't sound like they end or like they have loads of different parts and like some of them are just like so good like just absolute bangers. <laughs> and, um, and you're not afraid to drift through different time signatures no. and take and, and tempos and just actually make it a full journey as we saw to make them short. I mean, your what's it? Engine for the sound, nine minutes nineteen <laughs> seconds. It's longer than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It is like it's literally like we like me, Adam and, and Alistair, like we all fear it so much when we have to play it. <laughs> but like I don't know, I kind of like when we were when we were writing that EP which came out last may um i think I, I really wanted to have something and uh, you know this may only happen this track or it might happen on the album or whatever um 
but I just wanted some. I was like, right, let's just see how how long, how far can we push it? Like, how far can we like make it work? And like, I'd kind of had this idea of like the three sort of main sections of it. Um, and then yeah, the the boys are great. They just they're like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> like it's fine. So like, just go with it. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when did you become like a trio? Because whenever we've seen you, it's always been part of a three. Mm-hmm. We've always seen. Um, Adam and Alistair as well, mm-hmm. drums and guitar, but yes. drums straight percussion, mm-hmm. because, or sometimes we've seen it with the kahan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so when did that sort of trio sort of appear? So um, I uh, I hate, well, I don't hate playing on my own, but I prefer not to. Um, like, so I've always like been in bands. So like, I have, I'm not really used to that kind of solo thing and kind of, um, had like a few projects on the go this would have been like 2019 and was kind of like writing stuff where I was like "Mm, this doesn't really fit into this band it doesn't really fit into this band and didn't really know what to do with it and then I was kind of like well I guess the only other option is that it kind of becomes my thing um and I think a lot of what I write it ends up having like I always kind of think of it as like a full thing with a with a band rather than just like what is mine I kind of I'd worked with Adam before so like Adam's the drummer so like we worked together for like my so I did like clog dancing at uni so like I that was like one of my instruments I did like a full clog recital and like part of that recital was like me and Adam did like a clog and drum kit thing which is what you would have seen at Cambridge yeah um so that's where that started like years ago um so I'd already worked with Adam um doing a lot of clog stuff and then I was kind of like hey do you want to like <laughs> do this as well um and he was like yeah obviously and then I, like alistair's just like the guitarist is he's great and like i've seen him play like on the newcastle scene for like years and years and like i've always wanted to work with him so just was like do you wanna should we do this and then uh, uh they said yes which was nice and then like we kind of rehearsed a bit and then we had like one rehearsal um in like 20 March 2020 and then we didn't rehearse again until like March 2021 so like oh wow okay. like it was so, yeah. literally like a year like to the day like I'm not even joking it was like the 14th of March 2020 and then like the 14th of March 2021 <laughs> like like you couldn't write it like you literally no. couldn't write that um so then and yeah then we just kind of went from there and and now right. we're here you gel so. amazingly well on stage the, the, the three of you actually mm-hmm. playing off each other and the way you kind of respond to each other it just it feels to me like you've been playing together forever. It's got mm-hmm. such a lovely connection. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> so it's only standout moments from last year because it was a busy year for it you. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. Like musically and then sort of non musically as well. It was like a very very busy year. Um, having like doing like solo gigs, like doing like trio gigs was just like real. It was really nice. Um, yeah. And then like releasing the EP was really fun as well because I guess it was like my first EP that I released, it was just like just me and I could never done anything like that before. And as I said before, like I, I hate doing stuff on my own. So like that was kind of like the push to do that. And then to be able to like have like my friends, all my friends on it, like it's not just got the three of us on it. Like it's got like bass, like fiddle, bagpipes, like it's just got yeah loads of stuff on it, which like is what I wanted. So I think getting to do that um and then getting to play with so i play with a singer called john doran um okay as well and uh and another band uh, called jordan aiken and quirkus so like getting to like do gigs with them as well i think like for a lot of like uh, bands that were kind of starting out in like the early 2020s um i think we kind of had a lot of like lost quite a lot in the momentum of doing stuff yeah um because of covid and 
obviously being smaller acts and new bands, like it's kind of harder to get on that festival when when everyone's been rebooked for like three yeah. years. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, actually yeah. getting to like do gigs and festivals with them was like really nice. Um, and yeah, just like getting to getting to go about really. Um, yeah. I got to play. So um, Alistair's in another band called Pons Alias, um, who are an amazing six piece band. And uh, I got to hop on stage with them at Purbeck and do a set with them, which was like one of oh, my nice. highlights of the year. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm such a like, because it's funny because like I play with, with like four members of Pons Alias in different projects, but like I'm such a fangirl of them and have been for years, like since I moved to Newcastle. So like that was really fun. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is lovely when you get to do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. With the, uh, just to go back to your engine for the sound, um, EP, the denim jacket that you're wearing mm. on the cover. Mm-hmm. Did you make that? I did. Yes, I did. Very impressive. Did. Um, thank you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm kind of like. I'm not a very arty person. Like, if you asked me to like draw a dog, I wouldn't be able to do it. But like, I, I quite like doing crafty things. Like my nan was like when I was a kid. Like my nan was very much like, you don't need to be per. Doesn't need to be perfect. But crafting, it's good for you. Like it's good for your yeah. brain and everything like that. And so like it's always been quite instilled in me to like have like a bit of a crafty side. Um so I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I can make a jacket. Yeah, of course I can. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so it was like I had to like buy like the feather, like the trims for the feathers. Cause obviously feathers are quite in at the moment. So it's like they're very it's in. quite quite easy. So I was like, yeah, so I got <laughs> some of them and uh, and then like got some like iron on patches. I actually like I forgot to order one of the letters. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I think it was like the, it was in what what letter was it? It was the F, so it was like engine four. So it was the F in the four that I forgot yeah. to order. <laughs> engine all the yeah, sound. it was like oh, engine. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah. So it was yeah, it was very like I like they all came and I was like great, I can start doing that. And it's like of course, of course, I've, of course, I've forgotten one. <laughs> Only I would be able to do that. Um, so yeah, and then like kind of doing the, the, the uh, you can't really see because it it's like a photo of the back but it's got kind of diamantes running all the way around as well so that was the hardest bit because it was just like going cross-eyed so it looks really cool it's a great image yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool yeah are you going to be bringing that jacket on tour with you maybe alistair was very against having <laughs> feathers in the car so maybe maybe not um, <laughs> um and, yeah so maybe maybe not i, I need to see i i kind of it's one of them where I don't really want to like I don't want to ruin it like I want to just like yeah. have yeah. it forever so like I don't yeah. know maybe maybe we'll see. How about I heart stockport? Oh, because <laughs> you uh-huh. gotta have that t-shirt with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's got a hole in it. I'm so I'm devastated. Oh, no? I'm gonna have to try and find another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you must be you must be yeah. get one. Yeah. One of our partners on the project is Hub Goblin Music in Birmingham. Is mm-hmm. uh, And Mark, the manager there, he's a, an accordion geeky uh, guy. So for the geeky audience, pe- accordion <laughs> people out there, talk to us about your main... Do you just have the one or do you have a multitude of accordions? Oh, I wish I had a multitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I just have the one. I play a Pugini... Um, 72 bass accordion if we're getting very technical about it yeah um just a not go for nerd yeah go for nerd. Yeah, yeah just you yeah. know stand, standard <laughs> standard uh 72 bass accordion uh pagini accordion um which i've had for it will be 10 years in august i will have had okay. had it for so it kind of feels like a big um a big anniversary i yeah. suppose um which yeah. is very nice 
Um, and yes, so I have that. I don't have another one, unfortunately. I am saving up for another one, but like accordions are just like ridiculously expensive. And I think just with like everything out, like they've yeah. been yep. in Europe, just like it's just yeah. everything's just ridiculous. So, so, um, so which what what are you saving up for? Which which I'm one? saving up for like the model that's bigger than mine, so like a ninety six oh, okay. base, but still a Pagini. Like okay. I, I can't I can't imagine myself ever playing anything else. Um, I think like having like sort of like Karen Tweed and like people like that, like as such big influences who have all like played Paginis. I'm like I actually just can't I can't imagine myself playing anything else. <laughs> like like when I play other ones, like I've played like some really beautiful ones that aren't Paginis, but I'm like it's just not it's not the same. It's just not quite the same. Um so yeah, so I play one of those and I have a harmonic pickup in installed into it. Um Okay. Uh which is how I run my pedal board and all that sort of stuff. Pedal board. Mm. Talk to me about your pedal board. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm geeking out now just because I know I've got to take it, and I just want to know what. what yeah, what so I have like doing. a. It's kind of interesting because it's it is like it, <laughs> pedal boards for accordions. They aren't that well. They're not that like common. I think. No, exactly. And um, I think the the pickup that I have now it's like quite a relatively new brand, um, and they're just like so good compared to like some of maybe the other models because they just the way the mics are like set up inside um okay. actually like takes a lot more like a nicer all round of, of what an accordion sounds like rather than like being yeah. just like stuck to the inside and the, you yeah. know all that sort of stuff um so i have like i have a few different things that i use for like different projects but like my main things that i use for my board are like i have an octave like a chorus i've got some like mental like 80s flange Flanger, oh, which nice. is like i love yeah. so much and i don't i try not to use it too much just so that it has the has the effect when it get does get yeah. used yeah. um what else do i have on it uh, i've got like a, a walrus reverb um which is like a spacey dreamy reverb um which like i i bought and then alistair was like well that sounds nice i'm gonna give myself one of those so um so I, that's what i have on my left hand so it's kind of like Enforcing that bass side, um, yeah. and then having like some like different chor- chorusy effects, and then for my right hand, um, I have like a tremolo, I have a delay and a reverse delay, and um, oh yes, a phaser as well. Um, wow. Like oh, I said, yeah. it's more like prog. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then I have like sometimes it's like other ones that I use like um, I have to like when I play with pipes, like I have like overdrives and stuff like that just to like okay. to like boost the levels because uh, like just to make that kind of come through a little bit more. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And, and do you like playing with like Indian pipes and bagpipes and oh, things like that? I love, but I love bagpipes so much. Um, yes, yeah, so I play with a Highland piper, um, Highland bagpiper called Jordan Aiken. Um, so I play in his band and he also plays in, in John Doran's trio as well, but on whistle. Um, and I do, I just love pipes. I think it's that thing of like, what I was saying before about clog dancing being really loud is that I, I, I really just like loud things like, yeah. like <laughs> and accord, cause accordions are quite loud as well. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, it's, it is like. Uh, I think I just like being around like loud noises, and I think like what you were saying about like stuff being like quite trancey. Like I quite like that kind of just like all encompassing sound, and I think you yeah, definitely yeah. get that with pipes because they obviously have the drones on them. So yeah, I, I love playing with pipes. I mean, they are very loud. Like they, like, I have to wear, <laughs> I wear I wear earplugs now. I'm trying to be responsible for my hearing. Right, like, I wear earplugs in rehearsals now, but yeah, I just love them. I do. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> But it is nice to be able to hear them over the clog dancing. Ooh, mm-hmm. It must be when you're actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
see, <laughs> you're playing the Bristol Folk Festival mm, mm-hmm. with Lady Nade, who's also been one of our Shire yeah. Folk artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? Um, so it was uh, that was from the Folk Expo, actually. Um, Anna, oh, Anna saw Anna was at the Folk Expo, and uh, she saw us, and she was like, "Yeah, I really like your stuff, and do you want to come and come and play?" So we Ace. were like, "Yeah, cool." nice um yes we are we're doing that we're, the night the day before we're going to we're playing a gig in manchester again so we're going to band on the wall again um which is really nice um yeah so that'll just be like my whole family and friends it'd be like you know <laughs> like an episode of like this is your life sort of thing um as, as all home gigs usually are so yeah that'll be really nice be a nice weekend how, how do you find those home gigs when it's all friends and family because I just from a personal point of view, I don't mind playing when it's far away and it's lots of different places I don't know. But when it's people I actually know, that's when the nurse kick in for me. Yeah, it, you get that. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> it is funny. I think like from being a kid, like because I I kind of like I was in like a music group from like being really like like seven years old. So like my family have like seen me play like throughout my whole sort of childhood. So it's not too. It's not so much that I think it's just like it's my friends like who. Have obviously known me for such a long time, so they just yeah. think yeah. that like when you've had, when you have those friendships that you've had for so long, and they just think everything you say is quite funny because they're like, <laughs> and they kind of know like when you put in like your stage voice on as well. So right, like it's kind yeah. of like yeah. it's not so much nerves; it's just more like I know when I say certain things, it's like oh they're just gonna like absolutely rip me for it when I come off yeah. stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's what friends are for. Yes, it exactly. is. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Keep you grounded. Yes, yes, definitely. Which is good. Is good. The other the festivals that you were playing at last year. So we obviously we saw you at Cambridge, and we also for the first time we saw you was at Focus Wales. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was absolutely blown away because yeah. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then you came out and started performing, and it was just yeah, it was just completely and utterly mesmerised from the moment you started. But um, have you found worth playing with new audiences or people who haven't heard you before? Do you get kind of quite a surprise reaction or what kind of reactions have you had? Um, yeah, I think it can be. I think it can sometimes be quite a different reaction. I think it, this isn't so much anymore, but like I think there was a period where it was like, I think people sometimes are like, well, why aren't you singing? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, which, you know, is is fair enough. Um, but, you know, that's just not my thing and I don't do it yeah. and yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy not to. So there, there is always See, that. I didn't even notice that you weren't yeah, singing. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was, the uh-huh. sound was so full and the it, the progression of the music was already there. So it didn't really occur to me until afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, that is always the thing, I think, where people, I think, People are like, oh, yeah, that didn't actually happen, and it was fine. Like, I think yeah, sometimes yeah. that can be that can be the thing of like when someone hears that it's all instrumental, and people are like, oh god, I wonder what that's gonna like can be like mental jazz or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, and then it's not, and and people are like, oh, that's actually it's actually quite nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's always it's always a different, always like it's always it's been quite positive. Like last year, like the gigs that I did, like I did like mostly with with John Doran actually, I did quite a few with him as well. And um and that's kinda like my like ideal gig is just kind of being on the left and just kind of being left to like play, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um and, you know, it is always nice. Like I think people get like people always ask about microphones actually. It's really like accordion microphone okay. and pedal boards and things like that. Then just like, oh like I can't believe you do all those things that you do and like you play and what you're playing, like it's just so different. And I'm like, well yeah, but like I don't really notice anymore so yeah um so yeah no it's been nice it's been really positive really positive feedback 
definitely. Going back to social media mm. bits and pieces, I noticed you've got your tote bag. She had like a limited run, oh. but I have to say, particularly like the fashion selling of the tote bag. Yeah, <laughs> we're stealing that. We are going to steal the yeah. So when you see like a fashion show with our yeah. tote bag, you'll uh-huh. know that it's, it's a tribute. It's a tribute, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're totally stealing that idea. Um, we're gonna do oh, a good. I'm glad someone liked it. I always feel like such <laughs> yeah. an idiot. Like, I'm like, who, who on earth do I think I am? Sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny you saying that. I, I guess this might, might. Oh, it doesn't matter if it's announced or not. But um, I can't. Yesterday, I was like doing some content sort of stuff, Aaron. and uh, and I was sort of doing the content for the t-shirts that will be available at the Shire Folk gigs. The new Heather Ferrier merch. Um, and I was doing the same sort of thing, and I was like, oh, my God, I look like such an idiot. But, like, I'm glad there's someone who <laughs> looks it. nice. So oh, that's good. great. <laughs> um, it got our attention. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I look forward to seeing those. So yeah. Yes. yes. That'd be great. Yes. And so do you do... have any of the bands left? Or are they all gone? Yes, yes, we do. We've got, like, yeah. So so the, the, the kind of, so we're, obviously, we're doing the gigs with you, and then we've got some other gigs, yeah. and, like, some of the tour is being funded by help musicians as like one of the, okay. the things which has been like so just like completely game changing um, in terms of like being able to like, you know, all the petrols covered and all that sort of stuff. Oh, and then like amazing. one thing that like I kind of was like putting it on and then didn't realize until like you kind of like as I was doing it, like I, like a lot of the a lot of the money's kind of like gone towards merch. And I think like it's one thing you don't realize as an artist is like. I think when you're naively you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get t-shirts and I'm gonna get hoodies and I'm gonna get this yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna get that, and then you like go to order them and you're like, oh my god, that's like one thousand pounds. So like, <laughs> um, so it's a big investment. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think one of the the best things about getting that money is like I can actually spend spend money on the merch and like all that sort of stuff. So there are like, there's quite a few uh, few surprises that I won't oh. give too much away about the merch because that is being announced. <laughs> this week i think so um, okay so yes there'll be some exciting things um which has been made possible with hot musicians which is very nice wonderful we'll link them up in the in the bottom below this yeah mm-hmm. well. yes. perfect that'd be excellent mm-hmm. so you mentioned i saw an interview and you said you were talking about the fact that folk isn't in your family it was in your primary school yeah was there like a particular teacher then who was just complete folk or yes so what happened there? so yes um so i went I grew up in Stockport and um, I went to a just like a nor- very like normal primary school Like you would not think anything like just to look at. You'd be like, yeah, it's just a very normal sort of like town primary school. You yeah. Know? Um, but the the music teacher there um, is a woman called Liza Austin Strange, who's a who's been in like the folk world for like years and years and years. And uh, she was the music teacher at the school and um she plays the accordion and like runs this group called the Fosbrooks um folk education trust and it's basically just like a music and dance group for like kids from like as young to 18 and uh and yeah it's kind of like you kind of like go to that school and you're like right well you can either learn the fiddle and you can learn or you can learn the accordion and you learn how to okay. dance and that's kind of it <laughs> and that is it and like you learn like the penny whistle and like you know folk songs and like everything's kind of like all the sort of classroom teaching is all kind of very much to do with like folk mrs egg so you kind of are just immersed in it like age seven just like here you go that's like, that's so it is like it's such a unique experience that like you just don't realize isn't a thing until you go to secondary school um yeah. and yeah like it's kind of like you know set me up for 
set me up for this and doing all of this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, so she's, like she's she she still runs the group and like they they do like different tours. Like I like got to go to like like Latvia and like Romania and Norway and like gig wow. abroad like at like eleven years old. <laughs> like which is just like unbelievable. Like yeah, like the first trip we went on was to Italy in I would have been. I was nine and I was turning 10 whilst we were there. It was my birthday whilst we were in Italy and like we like flew to Milan and the gig was in uh, Assisi. And like we flew to Milan, like did like the train all the way down to like Assisi, like on, like a road trip, literally like from Milan down to like Rome and then Assisi and then like back up again. And I'm like, when I think about it now, like as a teacher, I'm like, oh my God, taking like 25 kids ah. to like Italy and like, like <laughs> having them on, on trains like yeah um <laughs> you know so I've just had like so many I had so many like unbelievable like musical experiences like by the age of like 16 that like it kind of was one kind of one of the reasons I guess that I do music is like just having those experiences so young it's just like That's it's incredible. unbelievable it's completely ingrained isn't it yeah, yeah. uh-huh and like I think it's so it's so sad now that I think like so much has changed with like COVID and Brexit and all that kind of stuff that like kids don't get those kinds of experiences anymore because it's so expensive. Yeah. And like I think the thing with the Fuzzbox that's such a good thing is that it's designed, I guess, for like for families that maybe can't afford to have like like standard music lessons that are like so expensive and and all that sort of stuff. Like it was so like as little like literally as little cost as possible like you know and all that sort of stuff so yeah like i feel incredibly lucky to have had the musical education that i had yeah kind of thing it obviously had a big impact but yeah, yeah. it's really? so, so lovely I, I just we just got the recorder did you yeah and school we got the recorder <laughs> yeah. lessons well that's the thing and then yeah. like i kind of 25 kids yeah. playing record at the same time badly yeah, yeah. oh yeah like <laughs> you know and like i teach in schools now and like you can tell when it's I think it's so much more of a thing now you can tell when a school has got music in it and when a school doesn't have music in it and you can totally tell like as I go in as like a cog dance teacher and accordion teacher like you can just totally tell like and it's sad and it's sad like so much cuts are like affecting this and yeah yeah, it's good that yeah the Fosbrooks are still kind of going and I think it's just so it's so brilliant so so brilliant like I was fortunate to have obviously yeah, an incredible I had an incredible teacher. music teacher Janet mm-hmm. Leyland named Shaf um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was great and it makes a difference having somebody mm-hmm. there in your corner you know yeah just, totally yeah, pushing you into making making you do these shows that you go I don't know those and then you realise after it's actually it was the right thing to do is to go put me on stage at that age in front of all those oh people oh my god yeah. yeah yeah like when I think about it now like like we went to Romania like and did like a festival in, in Romania and it was like it was on Romanian television like it was wow. live streaming on Romanian television <laughs> and like I just like when I think about it now I'm like oh my god like that's actually like insane <laughs> and then like you know like doing like quite a few of like the big like festivals in like Brittany and stuff and just being like this is mad like we did like one and it was like I just I remember it so clearly it's like we were all playing and like you know these are like, all my friends that I still have like now like and we would like who aren't even who don't even do music, and I think that's kind of one of the other reasons that Fosbrooks is so good. Like it doesn't just prepare you to do a career in music; yeah. like it prepares you for like skills in in life yeah. and like confidence and stuff. But yeah, we did this concert, and it was just like just people like just like as far as I could see, <laughs> and it was just crazy, like thousands of people. And then like there was the, the we were like the support act, and then the headline act was like a heavy metal band, <laughs> like 
had like fronted by like a 70 year old woman like okay. it was just nice. like absolutely <laughs> mental and like we were just like what is happening like how has this happened <laughs> but yeah like Liza's just like I think what she's managed to do and like you know like there are other sort of musicians on the folk scene now that have come from that and I think it's just like so brilliant and like she's she doesn't work at the school anymore but like she still runs Fosbrooks which I think is just so like am- like amazing to give up that much time and like my like one of my best friends now is her has her job. Oh, okay. So like we we started like in the Fosbrooks like you know nearly twenty years yes. ago, and now she's like helping to run it, and I just find that so mad. Like <laughs> you know, so yeah, like it's just yeah, brilliant. Uh, it sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I want to dig out that Romanian yeah. tree performance now. I know it's <laughs> oh, I I remember it so clear. Like because I, I remember it really clearly because it was like the first dance solo that I ever had in a performance and I, that's what I remember and then I also remember like because I played the because I played fid- accordion and fiddle for a really long time okay and I and I used to play fiddle mainly when we used to go abroad just because it was easier to carry um and I just remember like playing and like my like one of my strings just went bing and it oh. just like totally dropped totally dropped because of the heat it was yeah. so hot and like the heat and and I just remember I remember this like cameraman like coming like from behind like to like film the strings and I was like panicking because Oh God! It's like <laughs> so out of joke. Go now, go now. Like I know, like oh yeah. I just yeah. I just remember it so clearly, so clearly. <laughs> Where about in Romania was it? Do you know? It was in this. It was in the capital. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, we we went there for your fortieth, didn't did. we? We we did a road trip. We drove, we drove to Sibiu. To yeah. Sibiu in Transylvania, and it. I had, I had no idea how beautiful it was going to be. Or how? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And how culturally was there was like everywhere we went, there was like stages, and there was just music things going on everywhere we went. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the European festivals, like are just like unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of that sort of stuff. Like yeah, yeah. amazing. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice drive. Yeah, it's a very nice drive. A long drive, but yeah. very nice drive. <laughs> yeah. So the big plans you've got for this year, you've got your tour to start with. And then mm-hmm. what else can we expect? Are you writing your... I am, yes. I'm, well, not yet, but I will be. So, like, yeah, so I'm kind of... So we'll be going on tour, and then we've got, like, a few other dates, like, here and there that we're kind of planning at the moment. And then I think in the, like, the later half of this year, that's when I'm kind of going to go into, like, writing okay. mode um, for the owl, for my first album. Oh. Um, which is it's exciting. I think it's kind of funny, like, I think with the EPs and stuff, because they were written in COVID and like before COVID, it's kind of like all the music was there. And because everything's been so busy, I haven't yeah. really had much time to like write. So it's actually like, it's quite exciting to be like, hmm, I'm just going to yes. kind of go in on yeah, like yeah. a blank canvas. Um, and what normally happens is like, I'll write a lot of the music and then like me and the lads will then go in and like refine it out and then kind of we'll probably decide if anything else wants to go on it. Okay. Um. So yeah, so kind of just doing, doing that um gigging with them and then like yeah I'm, I'm touring a bit with uh john doran in april um which is nice and we have a new ep on the way oh, cool. um excellent which is very nice um we w- went and recorded that with a uh, pete ord in january which was like really fun so yes yeah, so that'll be happening and then just like playing I, I i like to have a lot of different projects on yeah. the go yeah i think it makes me too it calms me down from thinking about myself too much. So like, because right. I don't like doing that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I like, so yeah, doing gigs with John, doing gigs with Jordan and um, and all that sort of stuff. And how do you find the studio? Do you like studio recording? Or... I hate recording. Do you? I, <laughs> I am better. I'm better than I was. I'm better than I was, but like I, I'm, I'm much more of a like, 
live on stage yeah yeah live musician like and i think that's just from like from when i'm being younger and only performing and not recording yeah um yeah i'm totally like i'm not that into recording i'm getting better though i think recording my first ep like completely on my own i think really helped a lot with like ironing out any of those little like niggly complexes that i'd given myself yeah um so i am i am getting better but uh it's been a, it's been a long journey to that <laughs> a long emotional. journey <laughs> yes yeah uh-huh yeah so yeah i'm getting better but i am much more of a i think we're yeah i think as long again it's that thing of like being in bands like as long as like i'm with my friends yeah, it's yeah. fine yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you've got your support network with you yeah <laughs> yeah kind of have you ever been over to this part of the country no Ooh. no i feel like i am like <laughs> this tour is so funny like it's like you know like when people talk about like stereotypes and like northern stereotypes <laughs> i feel like i so am like 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 because we do like we're going to bristol i've like no i've never been to bristol before right okay like, i think you're gonna like, love bristol um, so we, oh yeah no i am i'm excited it's kind of like it's such a bust situation because it's like i've never been before and i'm doing three gigs there this year yeah. <laughs> so, right yeah <laughs> like so we're there for the tour and then for the festival and then i'm doing another gig down there like at the end of the year um so it is like but it is just like such a like a sort of i have no idea where anything <laughs> yeah. south of sheffield is like and it's so bad but like um so yeah so i'm really excited i'm excited because i've not toured really since like to that like the last tour that i did was with Catherine zakel in like 2019 oh, right? okay. so like right. um it's been such a long time since I've like done proper tours and things. Yeah. So like I'm just I'm so excited Brilliant. to like just be out and about. Yeah. So yeah. So you've um, got three days yeah. with us. You've got the 14th of March 2024 is at Ludlow Distillery, um, and then the 15th of March you're at the Jam Factory in Hereford, and on the 16th the big finale at Violet's Tea Room in Bridge North. Yes. Which also does incredible cake. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to like be in that that part of the world. Um, because I think it's like, it's not a million miles away from, from Manchester, but like, I just, yeah, I just don't really yeah, know that yeah. like part of the country at all. Like anywhere between like sort of Manchester and Devon. I don't really know. Because like, we, we used to go like on holiday, like we used to go on like caravan holidays yeah. to Devon. Yeah, so like yeah. anywhere between Devon and Manchester, <laughs> yeah. I've got no idea. Well, like, the nice thing so... is that Shropshire has just been announced as one of the top 10 world destinations to come to. It's the first oh, no time way. an English destination has ever been on the list. And Shropshire oh, no is on way. it, so, yeah. and you're going to yeah. get to see a little bit. Oh, of that. that's so nice! Yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited. We've got like because I because we kind of decided because obviously we're we're at three different places, so we've kind of booked an Airbnb that's like in the middle of it, and like it look it looks great. I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. Apparently, it's got a treehouse. I want to see a picture of you in the treehouse with yeah. the accordion. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. We, yeah, we had Maddie Morris last weekend. Yes, and oh. she found a guinea pig sanctuary. After yes, I saw that. I saw that. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I love Maddie so much. Like she, like, because we obviously did the, the mentoring scheme yeah. together. Yeah. And um, and she's just so good. She's yeah. great. But, yeah. I, but I, she's spoken so many times to me about guinea pigs. Yeah. Like so many times. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I'm we so got, happy we got, that she, it. Was she, she day, it. it was on the Bristol day. It was on the Bristol day. Sent through of someone... No, I've never seen someone look so happy. I got this text after Maddie in the morning going, you'll never guess what. And I'm thinking, oh God, something's going wrong. 
okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, we made the show. <laughs> Something's going wrong. And I'm like, what? And at that moment, she leaves his phone signal. So like, there's these oh, like no. 45 minutes leaving me hanging going, oh no, what's happened? What's happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she sends you the picture of her and I said, Oh, yeah. thank God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, that, that is so literally the happiest person alive right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thank you ever so much. No problem. Really looking forward yeah, it's to it. It's been lovely to chat to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and bringing you over to the Shires uh, next month. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. It's completely, completely different, which is also nice. Yeah. Really and that, I think that's what our audiences are loving, is that every month is a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just embracing it, yeah. which is great. Which is great. Lovely. No worries. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>